Hi, I'm Valor. And I'm Cherish. And we are Just, Just a, a Couple, couple of, of Nerds. Welcome to our last podcast of the year. Woo! We are going to be talking about our favorites for 2022, but before we do that, we are going to give you the nerdy news. Up first, Daniel Richmond, an independent reporter that keeps a close eye on Avatar Studios, revealed on his Patreon that voice casting is currently underway for the first animated movie by Avatar Studios. The film will revolve around adult Avatar Aang and his friends before the events of The Legend of Korra. The post reveals that the original voice cast will be recast with the exception of Dante Bosco as Fire Lord Zuko. The movie is currently untitled and set to release in 2025. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this. It's going to be awesome to see the gang together again. I actually saw a post, and I don't know if it's real, but I saw a post on Instagram saying that they're casting um, Asian actors in their 20s for for this movie. Cool, cool. (laughs) Which is really cool. They're just looking for, you know, people who aren't super famous but fit the part. Oh, that's actually going to be kind of interesting. Right. I mean, we're going to get Dante Bosco back. Oh, my gosh. I love him. I mean, his voice is iconic. Yeah. He's been in so much so many things, so to have him come back as Fire Lord Zuko will be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind to have uh Sokka come or Sokka come uh, back. Because his voice is just so recognizable. He doesn't sound adult though. He doesn't. No, you're right. You're I totally know he's right. an adult man. He's an adult person, but he gets <laughs> typecasted as children all the time. I know. Yeah, what's his what's his, the character that he plays in Dragon, Dragon Prince? Prince? I forget. I know. We just did an episode <laughs> it too. But he he always plays children just because just that's what his voice sounds like. But Dante Bosco, I guess he has that like range that he can sound like an adult. Oh yeah, he does sound more adult. By the way, he's I got know that you rasp. I know you've been listening to the uh, Avatar podcast. Yeah. Have they mentioned anything about this? They haven't mentioned anything specific at all, but they did have Mike and Brian, the creators, on the show for like a Christmas end of the year episode. And in that episode, Mike and Brian did mention like there's a lot of stuff coming down the line that's all going to release around the same time. And I think that's them referring to this movie coming out and some of some of the other projects that they're working on at the same time so daniel richmond the guy that this report's actually from he's not actually like an official avatar studios rep or anything like that he's just an independent reporter and he just keeps a close eye on avatar studios but a lot of the stuff that he's talked about has actually been revealed to be true over time so pretty trustworthy that we should be able to be seeing this coming out that is so exciting In more Avatar news, Avatar Studios is working on the next Avatar animated series, which will follow the next Earth Avatar in the Avatar cycle. This series is set to release on Paramount Plus in 2025 with a follow-up movie soon after. That is wild how much we're going to get of Avatar in 2025. I know. 2025 is going to be the year that we all like lose our, our minds. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. I know. It's coming out on Paramount Plus, which is interesting. Do they own Nickelodeon? Oh, maybe everything got sold or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they've always owned it and I just didn't realize. I don't know, but I'm so excited. I saw a little post about it and they had a guy representing the new... Uh, avatar as oh, a new earth earthbender avatar? which after core is kind of what i expected but yeah. 
I don't know. It'd be cool to have another female. <laughs> it would be cool to have another female, but I feel like they'd want to break away because right, the last Earth Avatar we had was Kiyoshi, who was before Roku. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they're trying to kind of differentiate the two. Although it would be cool to kind of have the parallel between a new female Earth Avatar and her kind of looking to Kiyoshi as like an idol and constantly talking to Kiyoshi, especially since the book came out with Kiyoshi giving her his history. Oh, I mean, but it is, I think it is nice to have the dichotomy of the two big earthbenders were Toph and Kiyoshi. Mm-hmm. So now we'll get a guy, a oh, new yeah. personality, I yeah. guess. I guess the only other big earthbender I can think is um, Bolin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But he wasn't like an impressive earthbender. Nothing, nothing More like Toph. Goofy. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Up next... Netflix is reportedly developing a Stranger Things anime series titled Stranger Things Tokyo. This will be the first Stranger Things spin-off and is to be set in 1980s Tokyo, Japan, and it will follow two video game loving brothers who get stuck in the upside down. The series is set to be about 6 hours long. This is crazy. This I is mean, really crazy. Stranger right? Things is like Netflix is like biggest property now, I feel. I don't know Wednesday just passed them. Did she? Oh, with the amount of viewers that she's yes. gotten? Yes. Yeah. The last season of Stranger Things, she just passed up on views. I know, but like that was Stranger Things season four. If Wednesday keeps the same type of like energy going through four seasons, then yes, and Wednesday will surpass. But yeah. I feel like Stranger Things has like this weird staying power compared to everything else. Because most stuff starts getting old after a couple seasons. This has stayed pretty good. Yeah. Especially with um, how famous the kids are outside yeah. of the show. Like, just all the stuff that they do. Yeah. It's really easy to keep the hype up for Stranger Things. True. But I really did like the Wednesday show. I had a lot of problems with it. <laughs> I did. All the love interests sucked. Oh, but it God. was so fun to see familiar characters, you know? The, the only love interest that didn't suck, in my opinion, but he wasn't even a love interest, was the beekeeper kid. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was the one that I thought she was going to, like, be with. I was like, ah. Oh. The other two just annoyed me. Like, No, they sucked really bad. Yeah. And I love that they used a real hand, a real person for thing. <laughs> oh, they did the CGI on it so well, too. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah. But, no, I really like Wednesday. I think I liked it a little bit more than Stranger Things, though, but just because it was new. I think I did, too, yeah. I, I think, think I've seen a lot of Stranger Things, and they're still working on the same plot with the same kids yeah mostly this... they changed locations for um what's his name hopper yeah hopper. the hopper but uh <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of annoying i don't know uh yeah the other the guy who they got to play the other russian guard who became a prisoner with hopper he i don't know he felt he didn't feel he I... felt fake like a plant like i couldn't tell if he was real or not yeah it just I didn't I didn't care for him as much. Will you watch the Stranger Things Tokyo? Yeah. The anime, the it's anime part anime. of it yeah. sound, just sounds cool. Yeah. And it also sounds like cuz Stranger Things is created by the Duffer brothers, like it's going to be a lot of them in there. Like they're putting their own personalities into the two brothers. Yeah. I mean I that makes sense, fun. right? Yeah. Not that I know these people, <laughs> but you know how like the more you add in yourself, the more real it feels the more personal it feels the more relatable yes it seems you mm-hmm. know so i think that'd be cool yeah definitely up next the witcher showrunner lauren 
Fisrich has assured audiences that Cavill's final season of the show will give Henry Cavill a heroic send-off as Geralt of Rivia. Fisrich is quoted saying, Henry has given so much to the show, and we so want to honor that appropriately. That's reassuring. It's cool that they're not just going to be like, hey, new Witcher, let's not talk about it, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> At least they'll kill him off or something, like they'll acknowledge it in some kind of way. Well, she doesn't say specifically. I, heroic send-off. They're actually going to give him a heroic send-off. They're not just going to give him an exciting last season. Heroic send-off. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. But I still feel like the Hemsworth that's is coming in, was it not Chris. It's one of them. I don't Liam, know. Liam Hemsworth. That's the younger brother. But he... He's the Hunger Games Hemsworth? Yes. Okay, okay. No, Liam. Yeah, Liam. But he is supposed to come in. I think he's supposed to still play Geralt. I don't know. Like it's... Like it's just a different person. I don't know. Maybe oh, I'm like just, maybe one of the witches cast a into, spell and, uh, rah, 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 and and now your face is slightly changed, <laughs> but you're still as muscly. <laughs> you're still looking the same. Because <laughs> he's a want tanner. Then Henry Cavill. I know, but that show uses so much like makeup, color, yeah. makeup, and then color changing effects and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm still sad. I don't think having this Hemsworth, the Hunger Games Hemsworth, replace him is going to be very good. I'm really sad. And we've been watching The Witcher Blood Origin, and the fight scenes are cool, and the character, like the costumes and the makeup and stuff is so cool. Like, I love the work that makeup and, like, costume has done for these characters. But, and we've only gotten, like, two episodes in, but there's only, like, four. There's only, yeah, But to be honest, they are speeding through it so fast. It's really hard for me to care about these characters. There's a weird love story. I don't know. I'm not, like... Oh, God, the love story in Blood Origin is... It's a a love story. It's that love story between that princess and the guy who was her guard, and then he gets kicked out. The axe carrying. Yeah, the thing that bothers me so much is he gets kicked out and, like, shunned from society. And then they show her, like, a couple minutes later, and she's just, like, dillying around inside of her room and doesn't even seem to be bothered that she got this guy who she apparently loved for a second kicked out of society. It just makes me hate her so much. It's like... You just screwed over this dude who said who like didn't really want to, but like yeah, he was into you, so he wanted to. But uh, I don't know if she had like felt something for him, even for just a moment, it would have like made more sense and been like oh, okay, I can I can care about her. But now they're trying to make her like I'm actually a good guy, even though I killed a bunch of people and overthrew my brother and everybody else. Yeah, we haven't finished the series yeah, yet. Right. But so far, it's just. It's cool. There's a lot of cool fight scenes, a lot yeah. of cool makeup. They're just speeding through the plot, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not. It could have been twice as long, twice yeah. as many episodes. It really will, and less characters, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, they're gathering everyone for this quest, like Vox Machina, and they're I, not friends. Uh-huh. It's not natural for them to, like, all gang up, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just feels weird and rushed to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Witcher, do better. <laughs> do better. And to, to wrap our news up, in honor of Stan Lee's 100th birthday, DC Comics has released a one-shot comic titled Tales from Earth 6, a celebration of Stan Lee. The comic honors Stan by revisiting the Just Imagine superheroes he created for DC back in 2001. 
which were all reinterpretations of the original Justice League team. This is really cool. And even at the, we just went to LA Comic Con this yeah. month, and they had a birthday card for Stan Lee that you could all sign, which is yeah. really sweet. Yeah. But this is my first time hearing about <clears throat> the Just Imagine series, and we're looking up all these characters. And they're pretty cool. Like, there's a lot of thought behind them. It's mm -hmm. not just like, new costume no there's entire new origin stories yeah, for everybody's all of these characters brand new. batman wonder woman the flash green lantern superman mm -hmm. I, I remember back in the day when i was a kid i was looking at the, in like a flash comic book bin and i remember seeing the flash in the in the flash comics and it was still dc but it was a completely different character it was a girl she was in a white outfit with like these colorful strings coming out of her head and i looked at it and was like i don't know what this is this isn't the flash and i skipped past it um, come to find out that was stan lee's just imagine version of the flash mm -hmm. she's a student at a college whose father was a scientist and somebody attacked him and she got imbued with hummingbird dna she's, she's like a spider-man origin she's basically story <laughs> spider right? but with a hummingbird exactly no, she's cool. And then uh, Wonder Woman, instead of being Themyscirin, she's actually Incan. She uh, gets powers from an Incan god. Yeah. Her name's still Wonder Woman, but her, uh, I forget her name, her full name, but it's Maria something. But she still has all the badass powers of Wonder Woman, which is cool. And then I think the craziest looking one is Batman. Just oh, because yeah. at first when you're looking at the art, you're like, is it? A human-sized bat. Yeah, he straight up just looks like a bat, bat a human-sized bat. But it's actually it's actually human. It's actually um, his name's Wayne Williams. He's actually just a, a normal guy. He's a black guy. Um, but he his parents are dead. I think his dad was a cop, and he got killed. And mm -hmm. then he was in prison, and he gets out of prison, and then he his becomes... mom died while he was in prison. Yeah, yeah. Both his parents are dead, just like Bruce Wayne. But but he was also like a. I think he was he was his family's super wealthy too. Yes, he is very rich, just like Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and then he becomes like a pro wrestler. Yeah, and he get, becomes an underground wrestler. And he adopts a persona of the Batman in the underground wrestling ring. And he makes a costume, which is a giant bat costume. Yeah, it really does look yeah. just and, like a human-sized bat. And he becomes friends with some guy who basically is a, like a scientist. And he pretends to be the guy's bodyguard because when he gets out of prison, he's hot running away from uh, somebody. I think the prison warden or something like that. Aww. I'm not sure about all of this. And then Superman is actually like a cop or something yeah he was a cop on krypton yeah him and some prisoner get like thrown through into some wormhole or something that pulls them onto earth so there's a, two kryptonians on earth a prisoner and the cop and the prisoner is now some king in like some jungle somewhere uh, i was reading about this there's never been a lot of interest to do like a movie on this and all of the comics are kind of like a one-shot deal yeah so these characters are really cool, and it's always fun to see them done in new light, especially yeah. after the What If series on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. That was really fun. Yeah. I think they did a great job with it, and I think there's a lot of episodes that people, like I've seen people cosplay as these characters at Comic-Con just because they like the What If version of them so much. Yeah, there was a big multiversity crossover event with DC a few years ago where they had 
they basically showed off a bunch of different superheroes from a bunch of different multiverses and they did have the just imagine in there they've pulled them back every once in a while but this was really cool to bring them back for stanley's birthday it makes total sense to do it yeah and it's a nice way to remember stanley and like some of the things that he's created for dc because they can't really touch any of the marvel stuff but they can touch this stuff that stanley worked on which is sweet that'll be a fun one yeah so up next, we are going to do a list of TV shows that are ending or have been canceled this year. They are, we're not listing all of them, we're only listing the nerdy ones. How else do I say this? <laughs> yeah, I guess this is like genre-based stuff that's sci-fi, fantasy, comic superhero, book. comic book. These are the those shows that have been, have had endings announced or have been all, all out canceled in 2022. Okay, do you want a popcorn? Yeah. You want right. to start off? Yeah. Up first is Westworld by HBO. This is no surprise to me because... I honestly thought they ended after season three. I did too. And then see, season four came on. I was like, oh, okay. Season four was actually better than season three, I thought. It was, but only kind of. Only kind of. But also the end of season, end of season four felt like it was the end. And then after the season ended, aired, everybody was like, oh, HBO canceled it. And I was like, but didn't the end of season four feel like it was the series finale already? I don't know. It felt like a series finale at the end of season four. So I didn't know where they were going to go anyway. So I was, kind yeah. of, I was kind of relieved, like, good. I really can't imagine where else we would go. All the computers killed themselves. And yeah, that was the end of Westworld. Okay. Uh, Batwoman on the CW was also canceled this year. Kind of sad. Nice to have a badass female on a motorbike. I know. that The nice thing about Batwoman was it kind of replaced the arrow for like the CW's action scenes. Oh. Where you actually get to have some fun, some good uh, choreography. And it's not a bunch of special effects. Because that's what I liked a lot about Arrow. Is that you actually got people doing real um, choreo there but that woman canceled it seems like all the cw shows are just all the arrowverse is just slowly going away i know we've got another one on here <laughs> so um next is the midnight club from netflix has been canceled after their first season this was like a midnight horror genre with kids and stuff um it's fun to have more spooky stuff but yeah and fans actually kind of like this one it just got canceled for some reason netflix has like a weird way of a weird algorithm for how why show should stay and i'm not sure what it is they don't re really release that type of stuff but they figured out that they didn't want to pay for the midnight club again so yeah Resident, uh, also from Netflix, Resident Evil was canceled after only one season. Oh God, I, I really, really, really like this show. This show had like a lot. This show had so much hate, but I liked the show. I've never played the video game. I did watch the first, you know, movies from the '90s. Those were super oh, fun. Yeah. But this one, it had time jumps and. It was super chaotic, and the characters weren't really, like, heroes. Yeah. They're kind of shitty. What, I think that's what people didn't like about the main characters. They kept complaining that she, or at least that's the thing I keep seeing online and in comment sections, excuse me, uh, is that she just keeps doing, 
shitty things to everybody around her. Like she's the reason most people around her die. And yeah, that's fine. I think there's so many characters like that out there. I think that makes her like an interesting plot device is that she's just constantly killing, get having people around her die um, rather than just constant, than always being altruistic and constantly being the hero. Um, I liked it. It was fun. It was, it was cool. Fun. Uh, but it's over. So enjoy the one season. Rewatch it if you want to. Up next is The Umbrella Academy by Netflix. I stopped watching this after the first season. I've been keeping up with it. I'm really sad to see this end. I don't think I saw the last season. How many seasons are there? There's like three know. or four of them. I think I feel but, like there's more than that. Oh, really? Maybe I'm I saw sure. four and then there's the fifth one out. Whatever it is, I haven't seen the last season. The last thing I saw, like reality got shifted and they all popped up but then they all left and that was the end of the season but i re i like the umbrella academy it's fun it's a group of misfits um that's always a lot of fun but to have it end is kind of like oh okay to me it felt kind of like doom patrol yeah and i like doom patrol better i mean i'm not going to disagree with that at all i like doom patrol way better than I do no, Umbrella no shade Academy. to Umbrella Academy. I think it's a good series. It's but... it's goofy. It has that same kind of goofy vibe. To yeah, it, but... I had already liked Doom Patrol first, mm -hmm. so yeah, fair. Also, to get canceled uh, pretty abruptly is Snowpiercer on TNT. I remember when they were. Oh no! It was at Comic Con. I think they were promoting the movie. They were or promoting the... the new TV. This was TV it the show. TV show. This okay. was pre-COVID. The Comic-Con right before, Co I think it was right before COVID, we went to Comic-Con in San Diego. And they had a Snowpiercer booth on the exhibit floor. And you go through, you take a photo, and they have a little interactions there um, with some touchscreen thing. But they gave out candy bars, or not candy bars, but like protein bars. Oh, God, they were crickets. And if anybody has seen Snowpiercer, it makes total sense to put crickets in there. But yeah, it was crickets. I ate it. It was good. It was actually I pretty good. I tried it. She had a bite. It was not good. It was fine. It was not? It was fine. Had I not, had she not known that there were crickets in there? Okay. It <laughs> looked like a dry cake. And like it a was cliff bar. Crunchy. No. It wasn't no, crunchy. It was, it was gooey. Like it still had guts in there. It was no. <laughs> it was unnaturally dry. <laughs> this is this is not how it was at but, all. But you can just guess that I did not watch the show after <laughs> the Comic Con experience. After eating a cricket bar. But I, I remember they were on like a train or something. Yeah, they were on a train. Um, and apparently it's or, this isn't canon. I don't think this is official canon, but it, there is like a 45-minute video online of some guy going through the old, the Snowpiercer movie and showing how it's actually a continuation of Willy Wonka. Oh, really? Yeah, and it all kind of lines up. There's a couple, there's only one or two things that don't line up, but if you watch it all, by the end of it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is actually a continuation of Willy Wonka. Oh, that's weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. We're going to watch this right after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay next up is the walking dead by amc i thought this series died a long time ago well we stopped watching i stopped watching time. after when negan was introduced that was the last season we I saw think a couple of seasons after that really? i think we because sure? we talked about this last time and i was kind of going through it and we did see a couple of seasons after this because we saw i think we were introduced to the kingdom 
because we remember yes, the tiger and all yes. that stuff. So we did see a little bit more into it. By the way, the actor who plays Negan, um, I think he's going to be on The Boys. I think they're putting him in The Boys. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, he's that's gonna cool. He's going to be great. That's yeah, going to be will. awesome. I'm excited. And then last but not least on our list of shows that have had endings announced or canceled is The Flash on CW. I am I am saddened by this. I don't watch it religiously anymore, but I do watch every once in a while, especially when you get ridiculous scenes happening. There was a uh, speed force lightsaber battle. Oh my god! They have they have had all of the flashes on the show and do team up battles and stuff like that. I I watched those episodes specifically. It's like campy for me now. Like, I know. I'm not looking for it for serious TV anymore. But they got too serious after a while. They did. I love the first two seasons. It was great. Especially with the the first season um, plot twist was fantastic. Who would have saw it coming? And then the next season, like they're working with a villain. That's cool. But The Flash in the beginning was like a great mix of seriousness with comedy. It was lighthearted. But Very it also had you know like people might die kind of mm -hmm. feeling in the plot and then after that everyone got powers literally everyone <laughs> and then everything is a life or death situation every minute of the episode it's, and it's it's a lot of drama it's, it's tiresome it's cw though like it's drama filled it's a drama filled channel and i feel like Whoever they got to write it was just like, oh, let's pull these people off of Vampire Diaries and throw them on The Flash. No, Vampire, <laughs> Vampire Diaries was good. Every season of it. That's okay. one of my favorite okay. shows to watch. Okay. Just as like, Come on. in the background. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I've sat through and watched the show with you, but that show is as campy, if not worse, oh, than The Flash. Oh, I love it, though. That's, I love that's it. how I feel with The Flash. I, I like The Flash. I like watching the extra campy parts of it. Yeah, it's once everyone started getting powers, it's kind of like too everyone much. starts getting powers. Everybody gets powers in Vampire Diaries as well. No, I know. Well, okay, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> but I think that's one of the reasons why um, the Tom Holland Spider Man movies have been doing so well is because they refrain from giving Zendaya and uh, I forget his friend's name, but his little oh. high school friend. They've refrained from giving them powers. And they've like talked about giving Zendaya powers. But Mary Jane, like, I don't I think in the comics she's been she's gotten powers before, but I don't think they'll do it in the movies. But what's his best friend in the show in the movies uh -huh. um, is actually there's rumors about him becoming a bad guy. Oh, becoming a villain? Yeah. Oh no. So this is, these are just rumors I've seen online. Is that online. from a comic book? Uh, no. No, this is just people talking Conjecture? about Conjecture? Okay. Because yeah. his character I don't think is in the comics Screw those people then. They suck. <laughs> well, that wraps up our 2022 ending and cancellation announcements. Up next is mine and Cherish's end of the year favorites. We have narrowed it down to seven categories from movies to comic books and neither one of us knows what the other one picked, so this is going to be a surprise for each of us. Yes. So uh, the first up is your favorite movie of the year. What's yours? Favorite movie of the year for me would be Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Damn it, that's mine too. Is that really? <laughs> it is. Okay, so... I mean, 
this so fun facts I picked up. So uh, obviously it's directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Um, but you remember after watching that movie, I wanted to watch Swiss Army Man. Yes. They're, they directed that movie as well. Oh, that one has Harry Potter in it. Yeah. That one, I think that one got really good reviews too. Yes. Okay. It was a lot of fun. So I loved everything about this movie except for that it was a little bit long but i think that's my complaint with most movies <laughs> is that they're so long my attention span is quite short but it's a multiverse action movie with generational family trauma it's fun and it's funny yes and it has cool costumes great hair and makeup it's emotionally powerful right. i love this movie beginning to end and every time we go to comic-con now there's someone with rakakuni <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. at convention centers is a funny thing to see. And I love seeing the actor who plays Short Round. I haven't seen him since Indiana Jones. Yes. yes. His return was one of my favorite. Like, I mean, there's a lot of things to love about the movie, but that's one of my like favorite behind the scenes kind of things is to realize that he hasn't been back to movies since back in the since he was a child. He like emotionally got me. He was fun. Yeah. He was, in the beginning, he was kind of unassuming, and then he's romantic, he's strong, he's got the action part of it. Yeah. Like, emotionally, he had me during their love scene. I forget which one it was, but they're like in the alley and they're redoing. Oh, and they were both in their alternate versions of yes. themselves. He's wearing a suit, he's like yes. smoking. Yes, that one made me almost tear up. The thing oh. that actually did make me cry from that movie was there is a speech he gives when they're all like in the middle of a battle in the mall. I think they're in the mall. Yeah. Um, but he gives some he gives some speech about like I can't remember even what the speech was about. I just remember the scene and crying during that yes. scene. It's so, he, they all put up such good performances, but mm -hmm. his really like touched me in that movie. No, oh, I loved him. I loved the girl who played the daughter, Joy. She was cool. She was so great. She yeah. makes a really great villain. Like who would have oh, thought? But it's like a newer version of a villain, not yeah. your average. Like uh, I am almighty and i have one thought going through my head which is total control right like, i mean or in a movie dealing with generational trauma you would think that the villain would be the mother or a grandparent or something like that yeah. right but instead the villain is the daughter because this is all from the perspective of the mother it was really good it's subverts expectations i guess in a little bit but by the way i can't remember the name of the song that they 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 sing or they don't sing oh. they say the lyrics this is the story of a girl is that the one yes <laughs> at one point in time it's really obvious but they sprinkle in lyrics throughout the entire yes. movie it's so good there's so many random easter eggs in this movie that are make it so fun he's, he's standing there uh kihu kwan is standing there talking and he says your hair never falls in quite the same way, and your never clothes never wear as well the next. Are your clothes never wear as well the next day, and your hair never falls in quite the same way? Apparently, they wrote that into the script, and then realized later that that was the lyrics to the song. And then when they asked the uh, songwriter, or I think the artists, if they could use it, they were like, "Oh yeah, here, just use the song." And then oh, they fine. they wrote like six different versions of it and threw it into the movie. The uh the other one which was kind of weird but I totally dug it was the two rocks 
having the oh, conversation. Oh, yes, the mother-daughter Why rocks. did that make me so emotional? I know. That one was good, too. I love that. Because it was quiet. Yeah. And it was just kind of like you're, you're sitting there reading the whole time. And the entire audience was quiet the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was a, yeah, that was a good scene, too. Apparently, the budget for this film was really, I say low budget, but like $25 million. Which isn't a lot these days for a movie. No, but there's there's ways that they skirted around it, and you got to give the directors a lot of credit because apparently all of the visual effects for this movie were done by like five to seven people, including the directors. And oh. everybody who did the visual effects is not traditionally taught for how to do visual effects. They all le- they all learned on tutorials online. That's crazy. No. Right? So that type of stuff, I feel like that helped save a lot of money because visual effects can cost a lot of money. Yeah. But if you get directors basically sacrificing their own time, that's going to add a lot to it. So. I I heard this one. I'm not sure about this, but I heard this one got snubbed at the for the Oscars shortlist that they put out ahead of time. Oh. Like it wasn't nominated for anything. Really? Yeah. No. God, I haven't been watching the Oscars. I need to double check Screw that. Screw the Oscars. But no, they always snub, I feel like, movies that are going to sweep. Like yeah. something that audience, because this was a surprise one. Like no one had this on right. their list, you know? Like yeah. the one that Will Smith just made, I didn't, I think it's called Emancipation. Oh, yeah. But they basically made it being like, it's going to win the Oscars. It's going to win the Emmys. Like they made it with that intention and that's their whole hype around it. Whereas, like, this one was such a surprise, right. you know? Yeah, I don't think they made this with that intention. They just no. made it to make a fun... Good movie. Good movie, yeah. It's a really good they movie. They did a great job. Oscars are dumb. I know. Okay, All right. next, next up... Next category. <laughs> next up, we have... So, these are TV shows. So, this is your favorite live-action TV show. What is yours? I did. I went first last time. Okay, mine is Severance. Oh, nice. Severance was a great show. Oh, my God. I can't give it over Severance. What was yours? Uh, Mine is Peacemaker. Oh, that one is so good. Yeah. Right? I wasn't sure about Peacemaker, and then you watch the opening credits, and you're like, this is going to be entertaining. Yes. This is going to be fun. Peacemaker, I don't think out of every, every episode we watched with that long intro, we've never skipped it. No, no, why wouldn't you? I don't, I mean, it's fun, it's weird. I don't know if they'll redo it for the next season. They should. But. I really think they should. That's probably yeah. one of the best parts yeah. of that show. I love Peacemaker. That was a really fun surprise this year. It was, and it's, I mean, obviously it's created by James Gunn. He directed uh, the show too. But um, apparently, fun fact, James Gunn wrote the entire first season during COVID without knowing that it was going to be picked up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So he just wrote the entire script during COVID because I, I know during COVID I was thinking, oh, yeah, a bunch of people are going to write a bunch of things. We're going to get all this great oh, TV. Oh, that's what I thought too. And we didn't. I think a lot of people just took COVID as a time to like mentally cry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But James Gunn actually wrote something and now he's the head of DC. So, I mean, he's kind of earned it. I, I think one of my favorite episodes from Peacemaker is when he finds this, like, rocker chick 
girl, and then they have sex, and then she like oh, yes. gets thrown off the building or something. She she's actually she in, she's actually a, an alien, and they yes. end up fighting. Yes, that yes. was one of my favorite But he's favorite in her episodes. room like dancing for a little bit. Yes, it was so weird. Yeah, no, he ends up killing her because they they get out of the apartment. I swear he like activated something on his helmet that like sent out a giant shockwave in a parking lot. I might I might be mixing up two different scenes. Because he might that might have been after he fell out of the apartment. Because I remember there's a scene where he's just like falling onto each balcony. Yes, it's no, the most it's painful thing to watch. It's that scene. Ah, it's so good. Ah. You just watch him fall, and whoever the stunt double is, I imagine it was a stunt double, probably wearing like a padded suit to look like uh. John Cena. But he's just falling and taking the hardest falls. Oh, that was. That was great. It was good. And then I love his, he has like a pet eagle, right? Yeah. Eagly. (laughs) Eagly's the best. Yeah. And then the actress, she was from Orange is the New Black. She's um, the daughter of the lady who's in charge of everything. I forget her name. Oh, the daughter of Amanda Waller. Yes. 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 She I love did her. A, yes, She's, the entire like ensemble was yeah, great. They're yeah. really fun. I yeah. love Peacemaker. They don't blend right away, and it takes them some time. And they're not even still that all that well blended. But that's kind of what creates good, compelling story. But we skipped over Severance. Your choice of Severance. Oh, Severance was amazing this year. I, this show like kept me on the edge of my seat, and I want we wanted to just keep watching the whole season right away. When I heard it was directed by Ben Stiller, I really disregarded it because mm-hmm. I'm not a Ben Stiller fan, really. Um, yeah, I mean, you think of comedy when you think of Ben Stiller. You think of goofy comedy, yeah, like I'm still Meet not the a Fockers big, type Yeah, of I'm not a Ben Stiller fan. Which isn't, I mean, it's not bad. That's his history. But yeah. like... He's that with how well Severance was done, like Ben Stiller is a good storyteller. He's an amazing storyteller. I love Adam Scott. I'd never seen him in anything serious before. I think he just did the most amazing job. And I think that one of the bigger surprises was Christopher Walken having a gay love interest, and then finding out later that he's like married to a woman. No, he was married to a man. Oh, he's married to a man? Oh, yeah. yeah no, I'm sorry. I remember he should, Yeah, what's the his name? The other guy. Up? Yeah, he, his love interest at work saw him in the real world. I know. That broke my heart. Oh, oh my gosh, that broke my heart. But Christopher Walken was, he's always amazing. But oh my gosh, I'd never seen him play something a little bit more contained. Yeah. Like something a little bit more sweet, more tender, not as like this this serious action guy or something like definitely something more subtle i thought he was amazing in that um i was looking it up and apparently for season two they have eight new cast members which is i think is a lot that seems like a lot for this show right they had this felt what felt like a small cast it's a small workplace yeah it's a very small workplace but one of the new cast members is gwendolyn christie who was just in wednesday but she's famous for playing brienne of tarth in game of thrones she's amazing i love her she just she's so tall and she has such like a commanding like presence on screen yeah i imagine she's going to come in as like the new security guard or something like that i don't know but i was reading an interview uh with her about wednesday her role in wednesday and apparently she loved it so much because it's the first time on tv that she's ever been allowed to wear full makeup oh like full glam makeup yeah yeah 
because they made her into this like 1960s um like old school glam makeup yeah. and they did the hair which i think was a wig yeah but they the did a bright great job red with lipstick that. yeah no, she looks great in the yeah, show too. she's very pretty but if you've only seen her in game of thrones right I she's think very most, rugged looking. yeah and i think the one other like she was also in star wars but she's constantly like a warrior yes oh yeah she was in star wars yeah for half a second yeah, I think she was in full, like her face was covered for a while, wasn't yeah. it? I think her face was, I don't remember seeing her face. It's just you knew that that was her under there. And then the writers changed the whole thing and went, like never included her ever again. Severance for me though, because at first it started off a little slow. And then every episode had like a new plot twist. Yeah. It just got more and more exciting it got more and more involved you're you're just right. un unraveling this mystery and then you have these really strange like it feels almost like a thriller but then you have these really goofy characters um do you remember the brother-in-law and that he has his self-help book oh yes and, and they have has, a whole scene of them there yes and then he has those phrases which are so dumb sounding <laughs> and then but if you're a person who's lived, spent their entire life which is like a few maybe a year or two inside of just an office it's probably like mind-bending uh -huh. to think that oh you can just want to be different yeah one of the quotes that i remember um is bullies are just bulls and lies oh my god yes i forgot <laughs> what it's his little phrases are named after him but yeah the the book inside of the workplace is just like mind-blowing like revolutionary right. and then outside everyone's like he's such a total douche <laughs> like how dumb yeah but i love severance so much and it took a few years for them to make and ben stiller after it blew up he put out a tweet like hey it took a few years for us to make it's probably gonna take a few more years for us to make season for two. season two yeah and apparently one of the actresses um the one who plays the boss I forget her name, but she's got the gray hair, kind of oh, like a shoulder-length yes. hair. Um, she, apparently on set, she got lost in one of the hallways. Oh, no. Yeah, because they make this set. They actually make, like, complicated hallways. Yes, it's this little rat maze. And she oh, got no. lost. And there's, <laughs> apparently she told in an interview, like, she had to yell for people to find her. Oh, my gosh. Because she oh, actually did get lost. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. I love it. But I love Severance oh, a lot. And I love the lady who plays his wife is, like, giving him mental counseling. Oh, yes. But her mental well, that's counseling like the big, yeah. is, like, would you like to listen to soft music? Would you like to it's hear? Only, it's, like, company approved type yes, of what's the, um? It's, like, defiant jazz. Yeah. Was that what it was? Yes, Defiant Jazz <laughs> is when they came in with the cart and the music. And apparently, do you remember the um, deviled egg scene? It was like the egg cart scene. And that oh, was one of their yes. big... Oh, it was a fruit cart, wasn't it? No, it was deviled eggs. Oh. And apparently Ben Stiller hates deviled eggs. And he hated filming that scene. Oh. And he thought it was disgusting, like <laughs> the smell of eggs. And Severance fans have held deviled egg parties. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> it's super weird i love this movie a lot it is worth the hype 
because yeah. they were promoting it. These huge posters and stuff at Comic Con, oh, and I everyone know. And was talking about it. Like, oh, there was it's like so a big good. event. There was like some event oh, there too that we didn't of, get into. I was so upset. So I hadn't even seen Severance yet, and they had this huge event on top of the Hard Rock Hotel, and we signed up to go see it. And we signed up like twice, and we didn't get a text. Yeah, they're supposed to like. It. They're supposed to like. Apparently, there's so many people signing up that you sign up, and then they text you when it's like your time to go. And there are just too many people signing up that we never were able to make it because I think we signed up too late. It Even though we were late. there at like 11 a.m., people were still there at like 7 or 8. Yeah, there is a whole bunch of events at San Diego Comic-Con that happen outside of the convention center. And if you can make it to the Hard Rock Hotel, like your show's a big deal. And yeah. that was really cool. Yeah. You want to do the next one? Yeah. Yeah. So up next is animated tv show so favorite animated tv show of the year i feel like we're gonna have the same one uh we might i put down two cheating i know That's i couldn't cheating. decide but okay do, do you want me to go first or you yeah, go first no, you go first. all right two. so all right so I'll, I'll give you the first one my uh, Harley Quinn season three. Oh, that's mine. Is that really? That's mine. Oh, oh dang. Okay, cool. I thought you were going to get my second choice. What's your second one? My second choice is The Legend of Vox Machina. Ugh. That's also a really good show. Okay, so I I recently fell in love with Vox Machina this year. I'm late. I'm late to the... I mean, it just came out this year, right? No, I know, but I'm I'm late to the, the hype around it because it's it comes from the podcast. Yeah, the critical role. Yes. Yeah. So people Well, they're have been... on Twitch or something like that. They're, so, they're one of like the Twitch. highest paid yes. Twitch streamers. So there's so many fans of this. I'm late to it. Yeah. I've, I we did fall both in are. love to it. I fell in love with it this year, but I'm late to the hype and the story and the stuff. Yeah. But like even the opening credits of Vox, Fox Machina is beyond cool. Yeah. But I've been a fan of Harley Quinn since it came out, and it's on season three, so that's why I yes. picked it. Yes. Okay. Well, so Harley Quinn season three. Any favorite moments? Any fun facts? I really liked the Villy Awards having um, oh, yeah. Ivy, Ivy and Harley Quinn dress up because mm -hmm. it's they're always wearing the same outfits because it's a cartoon, you know? <laughs> right. They like, just draw them in the same outfit over and over again. Yes. And it's then, what the artists know how to draw from every angle. Well, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's cheaper and easier and all that kind of stuff. But I think Harley right. Quinn does a really good job of showing these characters that you know and love in different weird situations like you wouldn't see them normally doing so having yeah. them at this fancy event where they're all supposed to be conversing and chatting and stuff like that i love that but i think the moment this season that killed me like i died laughing i couldn't is when um bruce wayne brought out his two cats and they oh, are my Martha gosh. and Thomas Wayne. He named his cats after his dead parents. They're the ones that he gave to. They weren't his cats. They were the ones that he was gifting to Catwoman. She didn't want them. I know. She's like, let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute, though. And there's a lot of cats this season, too. Oh, it's probably yeah. why I loved it. But at first, when uh, I found out that Kaylee Cuoco was voicing Harley Quinn, I was like on the fence. Kaylee Cuoco's done a great job She's with the role. She's so good. I love her so, so much. And then season two had Kite Man. Like, mm -hmm. then, was that season two or season one? I think that was. I forget. Because, okay, so the end of season two was the breakup of the wedding. 
Yeah, season two. I and so they ro- ran away together. In season three, they started. Yeah, so season two definitely had. I mean, I can't remember if he was introduced in season one. No, but I think they really involved him in season two. You're right. Yeah. But that was one of my favorite moments, and then. Harley Quinn is one of those, are they bad or are they good? Right. Kind of in the middle. So her helping out that girl was really fun because Bruce Wayne is such like a simpy, weird, emotional character oh, in this show. Well, my favorite part of the whole se- of all of season three was Nightwing's mental breakdown oh, inside of the, um, the, the escape room. Or is it... In, in the escape room, he has yeah, like that mental yeah. breakdown. He jumps on top of the bookcase and says, I'm just going to kill myself right here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I, I really like how much they've made Harley Quinn kind of actually like reference or use more of her like therapist skills mm-hmm. through the Even though she's batshit crazy as well, yeah, she still has like the those tools that a therapist would have to talk through with these characters. So they're actually using something that's the characters supposed to be doing. So I love that. And but I love all of the superheroes Ivy. having problems is great. Oh, I love it. I love how they're so weird. And I love Ivy. I love the the actress who plays Ivy or voices Ivy. She's not like super big, but she has more of a deadpan voice. Yeah. Which I love because Harley Quinn's just wild and loud and crazy. And Ivy, she just wants to have a green planet. She wants yes. to she wants to do good. Even though she's murdering all these people, I love it so much. Yeah, no, that's really good. I other cool thing about the show, um, Batgirl. You know how Bat, Batgirl and Harley developed kind of like a f- good friend relationship in the yeah. show. Batgirl is actually voiced by Kaylee Cuoco's sister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's I thought cute. they were the same. I thought they were both voiced by Kaylee Cuoco because they sounded kind of similar. Aww. Yeah, but apparently that's actually her sister. That's so that's cool. kind of makes their friendship in the show a little bit more cute. And I was like, oh. I love that. Yeah. And I love that Joker is such a side character. Yes. Because normally it's Harley is just all about Joker and everything's about him and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's and what, he's so... Yeah, that's what she was created for, right? No, I know. But now they have um, Punchline, which oh, yeah. she's really cool. I've only seen one person cosplay as her. No, I've seen two people cosplay as her. We saw one at San LA Diego. Comic Con. Yeah, and one yeah. at LA, yeah. They did a great job. I wonder if it was the same person. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But I haven't gotten into two. I saw her origin story comic. I read that one. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how she's playing out in the series. I mean, she's super popular in the comics. Yeah. There's a lot of people that love her. Yeah. And then she was initially drawn by Jorge Jimenez, who's like the it artist right now in DC Comics. So, yeah. Um, Vox Machina. And they're getting their season two this year, or 2023. Vox Machina? Yeah. It's coming out really soon. Oh, God, I'm excited for that. I'm really excited. Apparently, I'm sure everybody who follows who's followed Critical Role and Vox Machina knows this, but I I was kind of looking, trying to look some stuff up, but apparently, they made a Kickstarter to make a pilot episode, and their Kickstarter was only asking for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I say only; that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But that's how much they were expecting because they know how many people view and how much they they probably could get. So they said seven hundred and fifty. We're going to make a pilot episode. Guess how much they made? Millions. 
11 million. Oh my god. Yeah, wild, right? That's 11 million. And th- apparently no they were doing a Kickstarter because nobody was picking it up. Really? And now Amazon picked it up and Amazon, I mean, when it comes out on Amazon, I mean, Rings of Power and Vox Machina are the reason we pick up Amazon Prime. Yeah. Really. yeah. Oh, and The Boys. Oh, That's yeah. on Amazon Prime, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Invincible, too. So. I like The Boys more. <laughs> <laughs> but also, of the DM, so obviously it's from Critical Role. The DM for the... So all of the people who did Critical Role voiced their characters in the show. Yeah. The DM for the show, for Critical Role, has no character. Mm-hmm. So he does a bunch of different side characters throughout the whole show. Oh, fun. Apparently, there's a game people plays um, where they just basically figure out who he is in the show. But he also voices uh, Silas Briarwood, who's the main villain, the vampire guy. Oh, cool! So, that's cool. Yeah. So that's it's it's a great show. I love it's Vox so Machina. good. It's so good. Yeah. If. That if I didn't like Harley Quinn for as long as I have, I would have picked Box Machina. Yeah, that one's really Box good. Machina. I mean, animated shows. Harley Quinn. I just, I love Harley Quinn quite a bit, but Vox Machina is up there quite a bit as well. So I was kind of like, I'm just gonna write both of them down. Yeah, there's. I wonder if Critical Role has picked up. So you know how you can do D and D, but like in space. Oh yeah. I wonder if they've picked that up. I'm sure. Sh- well, I mean, I think they've turned into like a company with a bunch of different people playing. So mm. they, I'm, I imagine they did. I haven't seen anything about it, but I know people are doing it. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so our next category is favorite hero. It doesn't matter the genre; just favorite yeah, hero. Yeah, favorite hero of the year. Yeah, mine's. I don't know. I had a hard time with this one. I don't know why, but I just picked someone who I like. She's mm. not really a hero. Who? Rhaena Targaryen. Oh, or Rhaenyra, yeah. Rhaenyra. I'm sorry. Rhaenyra Targaryen. Rhaenyra Tar- okay. Wow. Who's nice. yours? Who's yours? Silas from Willow. Oh, <laughs> that's so cute. I love Silas. That's pretty cute. He died really soon yes but he was really cute he didn't die too soon he got three episodes in he died too soon yeah i mean he's so silas from willows played by graham hughes um apparently before this he's only done seven movies and appeared in one other tv show so he doesn't have huge like hey that's yeah. more than me Damn. i mean no that's amazing it's still it's still cool um i loved him in this uh but he also the one thing that I think is interesting about him is that he's also kind of a... From this movie, Willow, Willow had a best friend, Migosh. Uh-huh. And like one third of the way through the movie, Migosh, Willow tells Migosh to go back to the village. And he's going to complete the quest without him. So he gets rid of his friend at like a third of the way through the show. Uh-huh. Or through the movie. And in the TV show, it's kind of mirrored because Silas is basically Willow's best friend like Migosh was. And he dies a third of, I'm guessing, like, it's like a third of the way through the TV show. Aww. So there's kind of like that parallel between the two characters that Willow needs, like, a best friend to take with him that he's going to lose inevitably. It's so cute. Yes. Ugh. If you haven't seen Willow, the first, 
we were just talking about this with a friend. The first 30 minutes of the first episode is a little stupid. <laughs> and then after that, it picks up and it's so good. But just the first 30 minutes is going to throw you off and you're going to think it's like a teen Once drama. Thraxis comes in, you're just yes. like, oh, okay, cool. Once they start going off, because it's pretty cool. And the first mo- the movie was really cheesy and they do a ton of flashbacks and it looks so much cooler than it was. Yeah. They do a really good job, but I love Silas. He's so cute. Yeah. Okay, so I picked Rhaenyra Targaryen. Uh, the actor who plays it, Emma Darcy, she's badass. I love her. Yes. She's um, been on magazine covers and doing tours and stuff like that. She's really cool. But her character... I love all of her love stories because she's, well, not all of them, but, like, she has a lot of them. Mm -hmm. She has... um, She does, actually, yeah. Yeah. So she has a few love interests in the beginning who are all, like, knights. And Mm -hmm. then she has a gay husband. And then she has an uncle husband. And she has bastard (laughs) kids. It's wild. I love it. But I feel like she really does capture every scene she's in. And even with Daemon Targaryen, the, the uncle husband... In yeah. the mix, who everyone's in love with, he's great. But even with him in the scene, I feel like she captures that scene. I really mm-hmm. do. And she he cares about her opinions and stuff like that. Like, everyone is really involved with what she's doing. And she rides dragons. Like, she's so cool. And I know, I know, spoilers, like, she's going to die. Uh, <laughs> but even that, I feel like it's going to be super badass. But I love her yeah. a lot. I think oh, she's yeah. really really cool and even when they first show her as an adult and she's like just given birth and she has to walk over to Alicent like oh, all right. bloody and yeah. destroyed and her gay husband's like waddling next to her like okay I guess we're doing this again right like she's just so strong yeah I love her a lot mm-hmm. I think she's cool I don't know if she you could say hero I didn't really know I would consider her the, her the hero of that uh, show she's a little bit they're all kind of shitty people in Game of Thrones right yeah. but she I mean she's the main protagonist of the yes. show right yeah I would consider that being our hero Yes, but then it ends with her finding out that her son just got murdered by his cousin. Well, she doesn't... We never see her find out yet because it ends with just the kill and then they show Eyepatch Boy's face, forgetting his name right now, but it's just the look on his face as he's standing there. Oh, my God. End of the show. Isn't that... I forgot how it ends. I I don't think they showed her at all. We'll look Uh, this up. We're going to look look this up. up. Because I've already forgotten. Okay. Next category, we did the hero, and now it's your favorite villain. I feel like we're going to have the same one. Are we really? I don't know. All right, what's your favorite villain? Pearl. Oh. Oh. I love her. That's a great choice. Mia Goth is so cool. Oh. I mean, she's the main procragnus of the show, so she's kind of the hero. No, she's a villain. But she's for sure a villain. She murders so many people. She does. And without any, like, regards for, like, no remorse. Any, none. Yeah, no, no remorse. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I love her so... Oh, who's yours? Namor. Oh! Oh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of a villain, but he's kind uh, he, of I mean, he, he's He is definitely the villain of that movie. Okay, that's the he thing is I the like villain about, of the movie. But yes. he doesn't feel like one. He's just protecting his people. That's why I like him so much. Namor, as a villain, he's... Very much about like protecting his people mm-hmm. and making sure his people continue on, and that's what I think makes like a good villain. Like he's still a villain to the Wakandans because of the war, um, but like 
because we know so much about him, he doesn't feel like a villain anymore. No. You kind of feel for the character. You kind of like, oh, I understand why you're like you are because all of the stuff that's happened in your past. Yeah. That's led you up to this point. So I liked Namor most as far as like any other character. I like him a lot. I think the thing that still weirds me out is why does he fly? Because he's a mutant. Yeah. No yeah. one else flies, though. Like, his people. No, because he's the only mutant. So he's actually, like, just like X-Men are all mutants, uh-huh. he's a mutant of the, of the, in the comics, Atlanteans, I believe he is. But in the show, the uh, Mayans, he's basically, he was born a mutant. Okay. Okay. So that's actually like a mutant ability. It has nothing to do with the powers they got to be underwater. Mm-hmm. It's a different ability. Okay, kind of like okay. Angel or, yeah. I'll take it. I'll <laughs> take it. He's basically one of our, aside from Miss Marvel, one of our other introductions into like the world of mutants. And na, bring, na, 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 pulling the na, X-Men na, na, into the Marvel Universe. Na, na, exactly. Na. Okay. So I didn't watch uh, the movie X that also stars Mia Goth. But yeah. we just watched Pearl. Holy crap. It is so good. Number oh, one, yeah. the visuals on it are really cool and weird. Mm-hmm. But the pacing of it, it feels at first just a little bit slow. And I'm really terrible with slow movies. Um, but it is so well paced. I don't know if you remember the movie It. But uh, at some point in time, there's like jump scare after jump scare after jump yes. scare. And I'm having a freaking heart attack. And we saw it in theater, so I can't like leave and disrupt <laughs> everyone else in the theater because I'm losing my shit. But um, Pearl had a lot of thrillery, like suspenseful. I don't know if you can say jump scare, but kind of. Yeah, yeah, kind of like edge of your seat moments. Yes. Yeah. But there's so many uncomfortable scenes. Like that was what I thought they were really, really good at is these like really just making your skin crawl uncomfortable scenes. I don't know if you remember, there was one scene where she finds the scarecrow in the middle yes. of this field yes. and she masturbates <laughs> with it and she dances with it and she puts on the hat and stuff and the whole time she doesn't like murder anyone but the whole time I'm just like like physically uncomfortable I know. and then her dad's dead at the dinner table and he just stays there and I'm still physically uncomfortable and then she burns her mom alive and kicks her down the stairs and her dad's sitting there watching at the table yes they have this fight and he can't do anything right oh, and then she kills him later oh but that scarecrow scene I remember something about the way they filmed it they filmed it to where it seemed like somebody was supposed to pop out of the field yes they they filmed it in a way that you kind of had this feeling like either somebody's watching or somebody's about to pop in and it's just this weird like i imagine maybe that was supposed to give us the vibe that there were the ones like sneaking in on this situation Uh we shouldn't be watching this yeah exactly it was so suspenseful well so well done and her dance audition you're like watching this train wreck of her having a mental breakdown you're like oh yeah why are we watching this it's as bad as you think it's going to be, but <laughs> and even more. And then her sweet cousin, um, I think her oh, yeah. name was Missy. Um, mm-hmm. But she ends up killing her, too. Like, no one can escape yeah. her. She's a fantastic villain. I mm-hmm. think she's the best. Especially she just kills without 
without even thinking about it. Like, there's yeah. no moral conflict. She's just wild. She's <laughs> absolutely wild. And then the end scene, like, that fades into the credits of her fiancé, who was in World War One, I, I think. World War Two, I think. I think it's World War One, But... Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think it's World War One. We'll check it out. We'll check it out. <laughs> but, um... Her fiance is coming back from the war and he sees like all of the these dead people at the dinner table with this rotting like pig that has maggots and flies oh, yeah. on top of it. So disgusting. But you don't get to see her kill him, but she has this smile. This, that lasts. Yes, this maniacal, like crazy minutes. smile, and it goes it just zooms in on her and then it doesn't stop. It goes for like the next you know, five minutes into the credit scene, and you're like, we've seen too many uh, yeah. Marvel movies where we're like, should we stay? Right. <laughs> I don't want to keep watching this. Is there an end credits, like, after scene? But it's so good. I think the actress, Mia Goth, is really, really, really amazing. I yeah. thought she did a great job. We need to watch X. Oh, I love... Because apparently it's a, it's supposed to be continuing I know, that story. I know, I know. I like horror movies, but I feel like same, I can only it's watch... It's the same Pearl characters in there, too. I feel like I can only watch one a year. <laughs> I get so scared. Well, this is the last day of the year. We will watch it next year. If we watch it tomorrow. Oh, great. <laughs> There's a lot of good horror movies coming out next year, though. We're going to watch a lot more horror. I know. <laughs> I know. All right. So next category is our favorite comic book of the year. This one, I feel like, is going to be the same. No, this one's... Oh, no, it's not. No, this is going to be on my list until she stops writing them. Oh, I already... Okay. (laughs) Go ahead and say yours. This isn't the same. So, mine is Lore Olympus. Yes. Which is written by New Zealander Rachel Smythe. Who's yours? Mine is House of Slaughter. Oh, that one Written by James Tinney. Yes. James Tinney is great. James Tinney is great. Uh, Laura, so Laura Olympus is on Webtoons. If anybody wants to check it out, it's there's so most of the series is free at this point. Yeah, it's a great, but great story. Yeah, me, they've released three hardcover books just in case you feel like owning it. Yeah. Um, but Webtoons is totally free, and you can pay basically to have. Um, get the episodes ahead of time but they've released so much of lore olympus it's visually so beautiful it's so clever it's so smart it's so emotional it's this modern not modern day but kind of kind of i only say that because it's they have cell phones but it's not like i'm on snapchat and blah 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 like it doesn't feel like that Uh but it's a story of persephone and hades and their love story and all the other gods involved and like Persephone is this young girl who goes to college and her mom who, who's involved like mm-hmm. doesn't want her to be in love with Hades and stuff like that. It's... She wants to join a like a sisterhood of internal maidenhood. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. But she's actually a fertility goddess. So it goes into the lore of Greek mythology and it involves a lot of characters. Yes. But the art is really pretty, especially they have these just beautiful, beautiful moments in the mm. art but the love story is just sweet and amazing and they have to deal with these old gods and new gods. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, it's really, really good. Cool. Like the world above is still like 
ancient Greece times, but when you go into the underworld or into Olympus, everything is like they're all wearing modern clothes. Yeah. And but when they go to the mortal realm, they go dressed in like ancient Greek garbs. So, so this it's really was, fun. This series was released in 2018 and it is currently the most popular comic on Webtoon for a good reason. And it's won a Harvey yeah. Award, an Eisner Award, a Ringo Award. Oh, it's won a, nice. It's won a bunch of awards. It's it's why it's so popular. But it's it's a YA animated series. But if you're into like a really great love story with some fun art, this is the comic yeah. for you. And it's free. Like, how can you get that nowadays? But mm-hmm. I just downloaded the Webtoon app, and I've been in love with it ever since. And I actually got Valor on Webtoon because they have some uh, Bat Family. Oh, yeah. They've got DC, I think, now has like four, three or four different uh, DC storylines on there. But they have the Wayne Family Adventures. Yeah. And it's basically the Bat Family in there. It's just fun. It kind of deals a lot more with like their interpersonal relationships and like trauma with some of them. Because mm-hmm. uh, they actually go through Jason Todd's trauma and they handle it in a very like... Like they talk to a therapist on how to handle trauma. Oh, It's cute. very cute. It's very cute. But Webtoon... It's a different look at the family. It's an app. It's a free app. And they have a lot of anime. But it's probably stuff you've never heard or seen of. But I just love that it's free. And you get to explore so many comics. Um, but web on Webtoon, Lore Olympus is definitely their oh, it's, number it's one their comic. number one, hundred percent. They don't they don't even promote that one anymore. They, they don't for, need to. They don't need to at all. Um, but House of Slaughter... Written by James Tinian, who is a prolific comic book uh, writer nowadays, that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think the one thing that when we when we had originally read um, something is killing the children, Aaron Slaughter was kind of my favorite at the time, just because he was quiet. We didn't know a lot about him. He seemed way creepier than Erica did, mm-hmm. and then for them to kill him so like quickly, yeah, I was just like, oh. I wanted to know more about the character. So then House of Slaughter is there. And obviously we read them all at the same time. But House of Slaughter is the one that came out this year. So that's the one I'm kind of choosing. But uh, yeah, I just was, I really like the storyline. I love the the love story in there as well between him and Jace because it kind of built up a little slow. But yeah, no, House of Slaughter was definitely my favorite comic book for this year. Yeah, they've still been releasing single issues, but we usually wait to buy the volume yeah they have the the trade yeah they have a second ish second run of house of slaughter coming out and it's following a girl who it apparently was like friends with aaron she's the one that's carrying around his um bandana oh so i kind of feel like she's gonna switch from a white mask to a black mask they may have it may have already happened because white mask Travels in a group. Yeah. Black Mask is lone. Okay. Yeah, lone hunters. Yeah, that one was really good. The I love all the covers on oh, the back, yeah. the alternate covers because mm-hmm. they're pretty, and it's just nice to see a different art style yeah. of your favorite characters. Yeah, that one was really good. Yeah, and then our final category. This is... one, we just I didn't want to exclude anything so this one was a special shout out category yes not anything particular just a special shout out yes what's yours my special shout out 
goes to the restarting of the Saga series. Oh, that's so by good! By Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. How many so that, years was that on hiatus? It was on hiatus for three years. I really thought they just dropped it. I mean, I think everybody thought that they dropped it. Everybody figured like, oh, the the creators were just kind of done. They're not going to do this anymore. Three years hiatus is so long that you're just like, yeah, I guess that's it. But it came back this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought the issue right off the right off the shelf as soon as it came out. Some of the sometimes those comics like go right away just because they restarted. But there, when I went to the comic book store, there was still quite a few there, and I bought two. And the I then this might be why there were so many on the shelf is they kind of gave me a hard time for buying two. They're like, hey. Really? Yeah, no, they were like, I think we usually keep this at one per person. Was this but it in was San Diego? You, yeah, this, no, this was over in Irvine. Oh. And, but Cherish was with me. And so, like, there's two of you. You guys can, you can have two. Nice. And I was like, okay, cool, thanks. But it was that was kind of weird. But, uh, yeah, no, I was, I'm so happy to have the, that comic book come back. The original series has won 12 Eisner Awards. Oof. Yeah, like every year it wins two awards at least. At least, it's and it's so there's good. so many other awards that it go. Uh, it's been it's won and been nominated for, and even like every year that it doesn't win three Eisner awards, it gets nominated for at least three. Yeah. So um, that's really yeah one of the best comic book series I've ever read. I love Saga so much. Saga's great. It's, it's yeah. I don't know what they're going to be doing for the plot. Because we're missing one of the main characters, and I don't think it's one of those series where they're just going to be like, "And you're back alive." That yeah, no, their saga is one of those series where if somebody dies, you're they'll dead. let them die. Yeah, which is nice, but it's I just don't know where they're going with it because it was so compelling to have this love story and they're fighting for each other and they have this kid yeah. and she needs to find him and he needs to save her and right. now that he's dead. What is she going to do now? And I that's mean, kind of what they're left with. Like, she's just trying to make it work. Hazel, their daughter, is basically the narrator for the whole series. Yes. So, I mean, to be honest, I feel like it's just going to eventually only be Hazel. Oh, that's interesting. Which is kind of sad. Also, how I think they'll take it is basically just her by herself almost. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she'll have a team. But I think everybody else is going to have to die. I think her mom's going to die. Oh. I think everybody around her is going to die. Little princeling, he's going to die. Oh, yeah. He's still around. We've talked about doing cosplay as oh. the, the TV prince. I don't know what else to call him. Prince Robot. Prince Robot, yeah. Prince Robot and his wife. But that's That would how be a I, good cosplay. That's how I think about it. I'm like, we're going to have to buy like an old TV or an old computer screen or something I would, I would to make this work. I would macrame a helmet before I do that. Really? Yeah, you could just put it on top of another helmet. Like you'd okay. take a, a okay. cheap bike helmet and then build it on top of it so that it straps that way. And it's just attached to that. That would be what I That's would want to do. That's possible. That yeah. is possible. Yeah. But that has had to be my special shout out because Saga is one of those books that I will like pass on to people just like it's my religion. I'm just like <laughs> passing a bo- the Book of Mormon on to somebody else. It's like, really hey. good. Yeah. I'm proselytizing to you people. Okay. My special shout out. Yes. Is I like this show way more than I should have, but it was just so chaotic and they already canceled it. It's Resident, 
Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. I just love how shitty the main characters were. <laughs> just people around them dying left and right. I love the time jumps. Yeah. I love the worlds that they had. Like, Raccoon City was mm-hmm. super weird, but also kind of, like, relatable. Like, it felt like mm-hmm. shitty little Gen Z kids, like, <laughs> at a prep school. You yeah. know what I mean? A little bit. And then these girls are just causing trouble after trouble. And then... All the plot twists start happening. You find out the dad was in on it the whole time and that yeah. he's got all these set up for them, for them to leave and escape right. Raccoon City. And then there's her in the future mm-hmm. and she's still killing people. Right. Yes, I like this series a lot, but it it's, was already fun. So, it's already canceled. It's already canceled, but yeah. I... At first, I was like, oh, how can you do better than the original Resident Evil? Like, it was action-packed. yeah. Yeah! It's one of those, it feels kind of like old-school Blade. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah! Like, if they were, I mean, they're going to be redoing Blade. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I'm, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I love the old Blade movies, so. Yeah, I, but I, I will watch the new ones, just like I watched the new Resident Evil. I feel weird about it, because it's like... Does no one have any new ideas? Number one, like why we keep recreating all these shows? Like, are are we just out of ideas? But also, I'm like, let the old ones be. They were so good. I don't know. But then, like with the Wednesday show, I was like, I just love these characters. I need to watch it. It's exactly why they do it because there's enough of us who are familiar and are gonna just at least watch the first season of a show. But Resident Evil was mine. It was super cool and bloody. And yeah. the characters were just chaotic. I love it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I liked that. I liked the series too. I was surprised when they didn't get a second season. But oh well. Yeah. Dumb. Like, but I feel like other... Well, I'm sure it was really expensive. I was saying there's other shows that have gotten oh, more yeah, seasons. True. But maybe not as expensive as Resident yeah, Evil was. Yeah, that might be part of the reason they didn't get... an. Because I'm sure they got a lot of viewership because it was on like their top 10 when the show first came yeah. out. Like people were definitely watching the show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the reviews weren't as good as they were hoping, but you're right. They probably, it probably cost more than they were willing to keep spending on the show because they were just like, ah, season two is not going to be received as well because of the bad reviews we're getting right now for season one. Yeah. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah. Well, that wraps up our year, guys. 2022, peace. In See the you bag. later. <laughs> so, um, thanks for joining us. Next episode, we're going to be doing a look into the future for 2023. All of the new shows and movies that are coming out, stuff that we're excited for. So we're going to be talking about the new year. Yay. Yay. Thanks for listening. I'm Valor. I'm Cherish. And we are Just, Just a, a Couple, couple of, of Nerds. nerds. What's happening? Damn. They don't have a clue. Ugh. They'll fall in love and here's the bottom line. We can do it. Our trio's down to two. I'm working on two brain cells, but we can do it. I'm going to take this from you because it's distracting me. (laughs) (laughs) I love you though. I need a fidget. No, you don't. Happy New Year! Happy New Year!